What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we are back to talk about the UFC Austin card going down this weekend, headlined by Benil Daryush versus Armand Sarukian in a five-round main event in the lightweight division. Really good fight night card, top to bottom. Good fight card to have in front of a live audience. And I'm excited to break this one down off of a, a week off. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving week last week, we're coming off of a good card uh, with the uh, Allen versus Craig card two weeks ago. So excited to break down these fights. And I'm joined by my man, as always, Ozzy. How are we doing this week, my man? What's good, lads? We are back. Good week off. Um, you know, a, a few more weeks until you could start with the happy holidays. But we had a great holiday. Uh, and and we're back for for a non apex card here, not a pay per view. Uh, I thought about myself maybe attending, but I've been on you know vacation for a while now. But I will be potentially in the area or San Antonio the end of December. So hit me up if you got something going on down there, whatever. So, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to this card. A lot of good matchups top to bottom. Hopefully. Uh, though we don't lose, we don't lose any. You know, I'm a pessimist as as you are. You you you, you no uh, you're a, you're definitely a pessimist. And you know, hopefully we don't lose anything here. You know, hopefully these guys like uh, Davidson Figueredo, Kevin Taco Gastelum, and 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 a litany of others. I don't know a few others. I would say who who else you think is there? Are there any other uh, people Brady. that you you think Sean Brady won't make weight? Yeah, something's amiss with him. Mm, interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Igor Portelia. We don't have too many Brazil. We got a few Brazilians on our card, so uh, you never know. You never know with them. But uh, but yeah. So what what else you have going on? What what? How do you do last week? Um, how do you come well, on last week. Last week I, was actually. I know you want to tell everybody. Come on, the PFL no, the week we, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um. On the off week, Derek Brunson came through. Good, good uh, bet for him. And then, um, you know, solid week the week before that. You know, we had a, a collaboration play that went absolutely brazy. Plus twelve hundred on Talbot submission. Um, mm. Just e- easily love capped, to see that. You know? it, it was I, just so immediately. Up. I called it first, though. So you were just kind of no, know, no, tagging no, along. No. I have. I mean, seen. oh sure, but I mean, I'm just uh, that, was, that was an official pick. Oral, oof, oral by. Lord, that was a great, that was an interesting line movement there, you know. But oh, uh, I that ended up being one of my bigger bets. And Steve, uh, Steve, uh, Jose Johnson, you know, I told you you were you were barking up the wrong tree. Dominicans quietly, we're kind of like other than what's his name losing to uh, uh, who was the uh, grappler that Jose got twisted by? Um, um his name's Black Shear. Mama. Blackshear. Um, we're undefeated in the UFC, so respect us. Waldo Waldo lost a fight. Oh, he lost. Uh, he lost. Uh, pays out. Yeah, but that that yeah. fight didn't count. Right. Any fight where we actually had the opportunity to fight, we're doing well. Interesting, interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, and then there was that boxing fight this past weekend. Dominican guy won that one. So yeah, you got y'all are doing well. Y'all are doing well. Um, but uh, last week, uh, also only only bad loss for me was Jonathan Pierce. Oh wait, well there are two. Mm. We got robbed a little on Mo- uh, Mota Ogden GTD. Ooh, ooh, I told I I was feeling Ogden. I'm like, man, you cannot bend Nicholas Mota, but yeah, that that would have felt real. I'd be you know really upset if I had bet Ogden there or anything, yeah. honestly. Well, my bet pushed, <laughs> so I got. I mean, at least yeah. I got the money back. That's the, horrible. Though. That's people so horrible. who bet Ogden, yeah, got absolutely hosed. That's so horrible. One of the better mm-hmm. money line bets of the whole car. Charles Johnson, Charles Johnson coming <laughs> through again. 
You know, you, you if it's the Charles Johnson fight, you know you 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 fade him, fade right. him. You get a plus. I mean, that line steamed fifty cents. Um, clear clear path to victory. I mean, if you're not seeing these those, I mean, I, I think it's okay. I guess I and we said, hey, Johnson late. We could we could cover ourselves or something like that. But um, you know, easy play there on on Rafael. And he boss live came through. Unfortunately, the goes the distance did not. It was close. Oh, yeah. I was begging. I was begging Luana. I'm like, Luana, come on, please survive, survive. But I did I did so do pretty well in that fight because I after I think she was like even money. And I was like, I don't even care. I was like, I took the whole picture of her bleeding out of my mind. I'm like, doesn't matter, bro. This girl's a savage. And she came through, dog. She came through. She That's she's true. a dog. That was a great fight. That was a great female fight. That was good live bet I'm, there, and then I'm ended the card. Ended I ended the card on a good um Alan over sub, sub two three. Oh, I had over. Oh, yeah, sub two three. I had the over there. That went pretty well. That was easy. It wasn't really a sweat early on, or um in that third or any point in that fight. I thought early. Just a lot, a lot yeah. of good stuff last week. Good card. Good Every, most most mm-hmm. things went right, but that's mm-hmm. enough about last week. We'll get into Let's this go. week. We got a lot of fights. We're starting from the tippity top. Main event, Benil Daryush, Armand Sarukian, lightweight division. Odds for this one, Sarukian minus 335. Steady action, not slowing down. Benil Daryush all the way up to 275 on his money line. I'll let you start this one off. Uh, really good competitive fight here. Give us your thoughts. Lightweight division, we love that. Five-rounder here. I mean, we. I think people have, have seen years ago or maybe a few years ago, like, hey, these guys probably are going to end up fighting because Armand gets avoided. Benny is, you know, a guy that also doesn't have like a, a big star potential. So kind of people don't really want to fight him if they don't really have to. Um, so so they put it together here uh, uh, for five rounds, which I, I definitely think is interesting. You know, the, the more I've t- been thinking about the fight, I've been thinking that I would lean towards it actually going under just because how if Armin is going to be using his attributes and things like this, like Benny you know he he's just traditionally not been a guy who other than when he's like more tired but early in the fight he's not really been a guy who's avoided um exchanges and things like that like he usually either shoots the takedowns you know comes forward with strikes you know he fought Jakar close like that right a lot of strikes you know didn't really back down um even when he was hurt so armin in his last fight against silva he did get buzzed a little bit but I just think that he needs to look to make a statement here. So, you know, even though it's a five-rounder, I just feel that grappling-wise, there's just going to be action. Like, he, um, um, Armin's not really going to be able to do stuff like the body triangle and things like that that he got on on the mirror where he was just able to control whole rounds and let them burn. I think it's going to be a, a lot more action. Maybe Benny, you know, dropping ground and pound, getting on top, you know, reversing positions, or if they're just striking, just really coming after Armin. Um, so I, I, I was kind of leaning to the under. Haven't played it yet. Um, depending, you know, I'm kind of also thinking about, do I like the three and a half or do, would I take a four and a half? So I'm in between there. Um, but I couldn't bet Armin here. I, I think that uh, it's going to be a competitive fight, maybe uh, probably a good live bet fight. We got 25 minutes of it. Um, so, you know, I would have to take the money line on, on Benil, who has been great for me. I've nicknamed him, coined him Benny Bills, because he went on like that crazy, uh, you know, what, like seven, eight fight win streak. He was even money on, uh, on a number of occasions. 
Um, so I wouldn't mind getting a ticket on him at plus, you know, at, at the best price. But um, you know, I'm gonna consider the under for more of a serious uh play or or or, or a sizable play as well potentially. Yeah, so we definitely like Benil Dayush, the more of these two fighters, and we'll try not to let that influence things because I definitely would prefer if Benil won the fight. I just think he's way cooler as a fighter. Armand, he's all right, but he does have you know a good amount of boring fights in his career. So I would like to see Benil win, um, but he, you know, we've always had these concerns about Benil being being old. Uh, you know, he's looked old for a while, um, hasn't really lost a fight because of it. You know, he just got you know caught early versus Charles in his last fight. Uh, but everyone keeps saying, you know, Benil, Benil's cardio is not good. And he has had times where he's looked bad in fights, but he hasn't really necessarily lost a fight because of tiring out in a long, long time. Um, but you got to assume that that probably will happen here, that that the younger guy in Armand the guy who's had more recent five-round experience will probably take over just due to youth and pace and cardio as these later rounds go. Um, so I saw a bet my man uh, Scrap made. Um, he bet on Armin 4-5 decision. That's plus 150 on FanDuel right now. And I think that's good just because I expect that if this one gets into the fourth and fifth round, which I expect it to, uh, I'm just thinking Armand's going to have, you know, taken over at that point. And maybe the control time will be a little easier to get on Benio. But early on, man, these striking exchanges are going to be competitive. I don't think Armand is some, you know, tremendous striker. I think Benio's takedown defense and defensive grappling should hold up early. So I expect 275 on Benil to be looking pretty damn good in these early rounds, but I expect it to slowly fizzle out. He might win a round or two early on, uh, but the later rounds, I think, should go Armand's way. He might even get finished uh, real late here. Uh, you know, Armand was able to come back after that that trouble he had versus Silva and, you know, have a big round three and knock him out in the third round there. So good fight. I'm excited for this one. I think it should be a good one. Armand's uh, other main event versus Gamera was, you know, an incredible, incredible fight. So I expect this to be a good one, too. I'm cheering for Benny to pull something off and, you know, turn back the clock a little bit. Uh, but I'm getting the feeling that uh, that last loss, the Charles loss, that was his last, you know, run at the title. And I would be uh, I wouldn't be too surprised. I mean, to if, see him, you know, I mean fall, if we're being honest, too, he just got hit with a fucking head kick. You know, I mean, if we're being honest, yeah, he yeah. with a head kick and he couldn't recover. And got, he got finished. Yeah, it's just he's back to square one after, you know, he was uh, real, real close to the title shot and, you know, didn't get it. And now he's got to, you know, win several more fights. And I just don't see it happening. So it wouldn't surprise me to see this be like the start of the downfall for, for Benny here. Um, but hopefully it makes it to the fourth and fifth and Armin can take over for betting purposes. Um, Co-main event time, Jalen Turner, Bobby Green was supposed to be Bobby Green versus Dan Hooker over five rounds. Instead, Jalen Turner fills in. It's a bummer we lost Dan Hooker, but as far as late replacements go, this is a pretty damn good one. And Jalen Turner's minus 200, Bobby Green plus 170. It's it's wild to look at Jalen Turner's record as 13 and seven because this guy is so highly touted. And he was he was 13 and six. Uh, and he was minus 250, minus 300 over Dan Hooker. And, uh, you know, that's just a little bit wild to look at. It's tough, for, tough, tough for casuals like you to, to, to put that, put those two together, right? No, no. I, we, uh, the casuals like me had Dan Hooker money line in that last fight. So mm. uh, I don't know about you. I don't know what you had. You probably had some. <laughs> I definitely had Dan Hooker. I definitely had Dan Hooker, you bet. moron. 
Duffy, um, we'll how are you, fucking idiot? Yeah, we'll go see. ahead. Um, Bobby Green, Bobby Green's last it. fight. What what happened? Bobby Green's last fight. Oh yeah, he fucking put your number one blue chip prospect out stiff in thirty seconds. That's right. Yeah, you um, had zero dollars on it. No, I actually an lost. Opinion. I, I lost. Yeah, more. exactly. Lost. Even yeah, better. Yeah. Anyway, Even better, anyway, you, you had your, you had your whole a few dollars is nothing. Yeah. Your whole reputation was staked on that yeah. fight. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. When I went on a nine nine fight win streak with Grand Austin, I'm telling you, yeah, Bobby Green, great. Bobby Green came mm-hmm. out singing the ski yeet, and then he knocked your boy out for him. What the Good for him. I, I, was, anyway. I was happy for him. I was happy anyway. for him. Uh, in this fight, Jalen Turner, in his last fight, he he struggled to make weight. He missed weight, right? He s- slowed down in that fight. You know, he got caught with a, a big shot. I think he kind of maybe used a little too much energy trying to finish Dan Hooker. Maybe had an adrenaline dump in the second round there and then got caught at the end of the second round and was just absolutely dead in the third round there. And... So Bobby Green in this fight, though, I'm leaning his way. You know, he's had the full camp to prepare for the fight. And I think he will struggle early on because there's going to be a big size and height differential. I think Jalen Turner's reach and his kicks will give Bobby Green trouble. But just like Dan Hooker did, you know, he was constantly getting kicked and getting caught at the end of his punches. But Dan Hooker just kept trying shit. He kept throwing different combinations. He kept trying to blitz his way into the pocket, trying to make his boxing work. And eventually he found a home for it. And I, I could see a similar thing happening here where Turner is landing the, that front kick, that jab of his well in the first round. But when he starts to slow down a little bit, maybe feel that short notice, that short notice weight cut, I think that in the second and third round, I, I, I think I could see Bobby Green taking this one over and using his superior boxing of the two to uh, you know take this one over and now box Turner late here. So uh, I'll be definitely cheering for Bobby here. I'm going to wait for a live bet, though. I think plus 170-200 is the side. I would rather bet that than lay the juice on Turner. But with the way I expect the fight to go with Bobby struggling early, I expect that live price to blow out a little bit and to, uh, to you know, favor uh, Bobby Green on the live bet. So look to jump in at like, you know, plus 300 on Green. And then what it, let's check out Green round three, because I think if this one hits the third round, I do pretty, pretty sizably favor Bobby Green. Uh, and it's plus 16 to 1900 on some books for Bobby Green round three. So I like that one, too. What are you thinking here? Yeah, so the problem with so this interesting fight that they put together here late, um, you know, in terms of the matchup itself, you know, the reason I would have liked to have a Bobby Green, like a big ticket on Bobby Green here, and I didn't get the, the bigger prices, but I wouldn't invest in him at this point just because even though in the Dan Hooker fight, yeah, I was on, I was actually on uh, Dan Hooker for a unit. Um, Martian was only on him for half a unit uh, for the record. You pulled that but, shit up? Yeah, I pulled it up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, just uh, just as I'm talking about it, well, you know, why don't you know? Just mention we were both on we were on, both on Dan Hooker, but the thing with here with uh with Bobby Green is he's going to lose the kick battle. So Dan Hooker in that fight, he won the kick battle, and that's why I kind of liked him there because the the length of Jalen Turner, right? How did he hurt and and then end up finishing Brad Riddell? He he was um Brad Riddell wasn't in the kick range that he wanted to be in. And then Jalen Turner was able to uh, to counter him and hurt him and, you know, follow up from there. Dan Hooker, he's, he was taller, but he also probably didn't have the same reach as as uh, as, as uh, Turner did. So he but he was able to work his way in with kicks. Bobby t- traditionally loses the kick battle. He's not really a kicker. He's a boxer, right? He likes, you know, shoulder rolling. He likes bringing you in. But Turner, he could if he wants to stand at range and just kick. 
he really can do that, right? How did he knock out my boy, uh, Grand Austin? Like you said, Martian, he kind of like pivoted off whatever he landed that punch. Like, but he he was comfortable. He he didn't mind if what's his name if Grant was coming in because he'll throw those you know punches and he's really good with getting angles, moving his feet. You know, I'll pull back my you know my left foot and I'm throwing a hook over it, or you know vice versa, and I'm comboing all those shots up. Um, like he did with Nasrat, where, you know, I've been very profitable with Bobby Green fights, is what I'm telling you. I was on him when he fought uh, Lando Venata, so I love Bobby Green fights. Um, so I think, but but um, here, the short notice thing, like you said, I think the live nature should be good. Bobby sometimes gets started late. This is supposed to be a five-round fight for him as well, so maybe that maybe plays into it as well. Like, I could totally picture, can't you picture Bobby Green in the post-fight uh, uh, interview after he won by decision? He's going to be like... Yeah, like I thought it was. I forgot it was five rounds, right? He would say something like that. Like I thought it was five rounds, and they and they switched up on me, but I still got the job done. Some bullshit like that, right? Yeah, you but, can do the impression. Like, I I can't do the impression, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, so like you could totally see some shit like that happening. So, um, avoiding playing him early, you know, or, or you know, waiting there, um, playing maybe like a round three or uh or, or decision for him would be good. Um, but it's, it's more, I think the money line is not a lot of value just cause of that kick battle. Um, but he could outclass Jalen Turner, but I think it's going to be tough, dude. I think it, it's going to be scrappy either way. I like the fight to go the distance. I know some people like, uh, under, but I think it's a fun, it's a sweaty over. It's a sweaty goes the distance. Bobby Green's not going to get submitted. I don't think, um, I'm going over. I'm, that's going to be my official pre-fight action on that. I I agree. Well, maybe what is starts round three? That could be a good one too. That's a good um, one too. But I I agree. It should uh, it should go the distance, the full fifteen. Yeah, and that'll be great fight. That one next fight. Uh, yeah, great one. Short notice next fight. Another great one. Bantamweight division. Davison Figueredo, the former flyweight champion, moving up to face Rob Font. And this one it comes in at minus one forty one for Rob Font. Figueredo plus one twenty one. Your turn to start this one off. Another interesting fight, Figueredo coming up. He's fought only Brandon Moreno for, for years now, so it's good to see him against another opponent. Um, Rob Font, man, I just... Man, you know, I had Adrian Yanez. I was a bad bet, ended up being... Um, and he lost there in that fight to Rob Font. But, man, Rob Font, like... It's, I feel like people are more... They're, they're thinking that they're like, oh, it's a... So, so they think it's a Styles fight because they're like, oh, Rob Font, you know, he's going to jab his way to victory, taller guy, good boxer, things like that. But, you know, Figueredo's coming up from that weight class. I just feel that potentially he could take Rob Font down, shooting these takedowns in on him. And, uh, and, and then um, Rob Font looked just allergic to the ground in his last fight. Um, you know, the is he really going to hurt Figueroa? Figueroa's traditionally been very durable. You know, he did show a little damage in that last fight against Marino, but Marino's a little energizer bunny, freaking good wrestling, right? It's hard to hold him down. Sometimes like, he's active too. He throws a lot of kicks. He mixes it up. Like, you know, he fought Pantoja for three rounds. He looked fine. His cardio looked fine in that fight. He actually was turning it up on Pantoja. And honestly, dude, if Rob fought and Pantoja fought, I would pick Pantoja to choke his ass out. And I'll probably pick Brandon Rainwell to submit him as well. Honestly, if I'm being totally, completely honest. Um, and I just think, I just never have been like thinking that Rafa, Rafa is definitely on the decline, dude. So I think he could lose this fight getting taken down. I think he could lose this fight getting hit with a big shot. 
Um, and I just like that Figueroa's back in um, what's it called, uh, Arizona, getting ready with like you know uh, whoever it is. I figured uh, Henry Cejudo and like that Factor One and MMA. What what are the which one is it? he's on MMA Lab? Factor, yeah, fight ready, fa- fight oh. fight ready. He's at fight ready. Um, so so yeah, I'm I, like I, I'm just leaning towards that side. I think the move was earlier. It was like at plus like one fifty. Got bet down, so it's going back up though. People are betting Rob Font, and if if Figueroa, I haven't been, I was gonna pass, but if Figueroa goes over like plus like one forty five, I'm taking Figueroa. Yeah, I'm thinking along the same lines. Um, you know, big fan of Figueroa. Probably one of the guys I'll like. Um, you know, fully endorses like a fan still uh, instead of you know just thinking about things from a betting perspective but i love figueredo really want to see him win this fight and i think his chances are, are pretty good you know I, I i could see some people talking about you know the jab of font giving them problems but but outside of that what what is font style bad for figueredo you know if he he's going to get caught on the end of straight punches a little bit but I think Figueredo is going to find a way to, you know, slip off the center line, land some some big punches, and you know, Fonster ability is uh, questionable. His takedown defense is straight up bad. So uh, I think Figueredo is going to find a way to win here, man. This guy is a championship quality fighter. He did not get there, you know, by accident. You know, he had some weird circumstances, uh, you know, but we saw him, you know, knock out Benavidez, choke out Perez, beat Moreno a few times. I mean, the guys are really, really quality fighter. And oh, it beat Pantoja too, you know, 30 27 Pantoja. So I think a lot of people um, kind of underrate Figueredo because of his athleticism. And, you know, he's had a lot of, uh, you know, moments where he might have been, you know, cheating in the cage or something or missing weight or struggling. And people just don't like him for some reason. But behind all that, the guy's actually a really skilled fighter. And I think he's going to find a way to finish Rob Font this weekend. Um, thinking along the same lines as you with the, the, wanting a little bit better of a price the line plummeted pretty quickly it was like 170 and then went to 120 in like one day or something mm-hmm. like that maybe some tout action as we like to call it on figurado but i i also could see a similar sort of the last fight where fonts you know straight punches are, are working early and figurado might go up in the live that but uh, my feeling is that figurado is going to find a way to just finish this fight on like a, a moment's mm-hmm. notice so uh plus money on him in any fashion i think is the side to go with and i hope uh Dustegera can get it done this weekend. N- um, never, but, never New England. Am I right? Never New England. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. We we can unite as trice fellow trice people against New England. No doubt. And that brings us to another fight where we have a Northeast fighter, uh, Sean Brady, taking on yeah. Gaslam, welterweight division. Odds for this one have Sean Brady minus one thirty, Kelvin Gaslam plus one ten. Uh, I'm going with Kelvin Gastelum here. I believe he will win the fight. Um, no bets this on this a one point. for me. I Same. expect it to go the distance. I expect the the even money on the goes the distance to look good. Um, but um, no bets in any fashion. Just because Sean Brady, he's got to prove this one to me. You know, he's coming off of his first loss. He came off of that bad performance versus Bilal. Um, you know, he had a you know he had to fly around to the other side of the world, fly into Bilal's territory. Bilal's a really good fighter. It wasn't you know some horrible loss, but I just think very bad signs we saw from Brady in that fight. And I'm unimpressed with 
two things. One is his striking development. I just don't think this guy's striking is getting any better. Uh, in, in terms, in that same fashion, is I don't think he uses his striking to set up his takedowns very well. And then third, the guy's cardio is just inconsistent. You know, two fights in a row where he's slowed down really badly. You know, the the last fight versus Bilal was immediately he slowed down the Kiesa fight. He was gassed out, getting outstruck by in round three by Kiesa. So, um. I just, I'm not trusting Brady at this point. I think Gastelum's boxing will give him trouble. I think he will struggle setting up the takedown on Kelvin. And Kelvin's defensive wrestling is not, I wouldn't call it bad either. So uh, I'm going with Kelvin to keep this one standing in the outbox, Sean Brady to a decision. So I, we're oppo here. So I got Sean Brady in this fight. I think bargain, bargain deal on, uh, on a pick em price, laying 20 cents, you know, up to, like 140, 145, I would say, hey, good, good, good time to to buy Sean Brady. Um, you know, I just, I just see that the the wrestling, this, there's gonna be grappling in this fight. You know, Kelvin, for all that people want to, you know, think, you know, think about him, not a volume boxer, doesn't actually have as much knockout power as people think. So he really can't keep you off of him. He's down here at 170. So what is he either going to be hurting Sean Brady with with the strikes that he's throwing? Um, or is he going to be on his bike now that he's oh he's lighter he's in better shape I guess but I, I would just fade the this guy doing you know a, a circling around performance you know being able to stop Sean Brady from getting him in the clinch tripping him down he's been taken down by plenty of guys Neil Magny back in the day Russell fucked uh, uh Kelvin Gaston from round one he was sick and we know how weak. Neil Magnus, okay? So we'll see. I mean, Sean Brady's like one of the strongest guys at the weight class. He's definitely the best at jujitsu, um, traditional jujitsu. So I think Sean Brady by submission here, extremely live. I like him on the money line. I like him by submission. And uh, yeah, I just don't think that the hands of Kelvin is going to pose as much of a threat and a problem as people think. I mean, Chris Curtis, he, they were just going to, to Chris Curtis is a one-dimensional boxer. He doesn't have anything else to offer. Um, and he really didn't. Even Calvin outkicked him, you know, uh, out out headbutted him, you know, out positioned him in the in the clinch. He did everything better than him there. Um, in terms of that kind of fight, completely different fight going on right here. So um, I think it's gonna go to the ground, and uh, it's gonna be bad for Calvin Gus. You said Brady has the best jujitsu in the division. Yeah, I mean, he's probably submitting the majority of the division. Sure. In yeah, terms of not, grappling, not the best. I mean, uh, if he Gilbert, if he Gilbert if him and Gilbert Burns grapple, that it would be uh it would probably be very 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 competitive. Yeah, now nowadays, probably you're right. But uh, all right, all right. Well, oh, I, I forgot. Are we talking about fucking 2018 or are we talking about today? Well, just all time, you know, all time. Oh, what are you talking better. about? You oh, what about Hoyce Gracious? Think about him. Yeah, we'll throw him in. There. <laughs> fucking more all time. No, no, Burns has better. Yeah, all right, let's talk about crazy. Damian Maya. Let's talk about Damian Maya. Should we bring him that's up too? That's true. That's true. How says you get to all time? Better mm-hmm. than Sean Brady's, that's for sure. Um, all right, anyway, how, 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 how's it? Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about Matt Hughes' wrestling. How does it compare to Kelvin Gaston's? Anyway, lightweight division, Clay Guida taking on Joaquim Silva. Kind of crazy this fight's on the main card, but. Um, we have not for you, not for you. You you invested in this, right? Minus three hundred on Joaquim Silva, Clay Guida plus two fifty. Uh, yeah, I'll start it off, even though it's uh, two in a row. But I got Clay Guida money line, Clay Guida mm. decision plus two sixty, plus two seventy, or plus two sixty for money line, plus five fifty. Uh, just a unit combined between those two. 
And, uh, you know, sure, the guy's old. You know, it's 23 losses. You know, he's not looking great lately. But Joaquim Silva, I don't think, has ever been a minus 300 favorite. And I'm just not willing to trust this guy remotely at that that kind of juice, you know. Uh, the guy's been knocked out several times in his career. Uh, just don't really think he's just an amazing fighter. He, he had one really good fight versus Jared Gordon, which is uh, an incredible underrated fight. However, overall, just don't think this guy's career has been that good. And the fact that he is uh, minus 300 over Clay Guida uh, just doesn't make much sense to me. So Clay Guida, you know, typical stall against the wall game plan just look to push him against the cage take him down and uh, hopefully grind out a decision here but he'll definitely be at a striking disadvantage uh, but you just gotta hope that clay can grind it out use his cardio use his wrestling to make this one closer than minus 300 hopefully so what are you thinking here certainly a strange fight i mean not a fight that i overly kind of like interested in i mean when you're thinking about it yeah clay Gude could definitely win the fight uh as you're saying um, the thing with the Joaquin Silva thing, though, is that I, I had a, or I went against him when he fought Ronson, and I mean he just looked better than I definitely had expected there. Um, and after that, I was kind of like, mm, you know, I, probably not a guy that I'm gonna try to go against if I'm not getting significant plus money. But this is significant, you know, this is pretty significant plus money. Um, but traditionally, Joaquin's been kind of like a moment guy, like he kind of. He lands big shots and things like that. But, I mean, Clay is just, he's had so much more fight experience. Tried and true. Um, you know, Joaquin got his ass whooped by, by what's his name, by Armin. Armin Landis. A lot of big, big uh, ground and pound shots, you know, there towards the end. Um, so, you know, I, I understand the Clay decision, you know, things. But, yeah, I would just try to steer more into volatility in this fight and, and, and trying to get paid on Clay finishing him, like cooking him bad. Uh, or maybe getting hurt and then you know reviving himself somehow and uh, and winning the fight like that. Um, because Joaquin Silva, like I don't know, like he's just so springy and stuff like that. Like I could definitely see him, uh, like a something like the Armin thing happening to this this guy again if he's like early on maybe having some success and uh, tires himself. Like I think it needs to be a combination because Joaquin Silva is not like a noob. You know what I mean, Martian? It's not like he's like a noob. So. He could, you know, fight with Clay in like these little neutral positions and probably win still. If as long as he doesn't do stuff anything stupid. It's not like he's like Michael Johnson, right? Like he knows jujitsu. He's like he could he could grapple a little bit, I guess. Like, you know, it wasn't easy for Armin to just put him in way. So um I understand why people have him as much more of the favorite. Um, but if I had played the fight, I would probably just lean towards towards that, towards like a finish in some way. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. But like you said, he's a moment fighter, which kind of means minus 300 is typically he not. Did look, uh, I'm just saying, he did look a lot better than I thought. A lot better than versus I thought he Ronson, was be. Yeah, yeah he agree. looked a lot better. Yeah. That was, um, I, was, I was pissed. I was like, Ronson's in a cook-up. Ronson's in a Body satchel, body satchel, body satchel. <laughs> just kept flying the end oh, of his boy. jaw. That was, pretty, that was a pretty cool move. If he finishes him that with that here, I'm not going to That's true. Yeah, because Clay Shout like, out. So low to the fucking ground. This guy's Lord. like five six, and then he's already crouching down. Yeah, that's a good point. Could easily happen. <laughs> um, I'm to predict the, the future card. here, guys. It's not. Or it's actually, not first easy. fight on the main card, uh, Premier Division. Uh, Punalehi Soriano taking on Dustin Stolfu. It's a couple of absolute bums here. Uh, legends, legends. Come on, they they, 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 they will both take out Dennis Talulin, bro. 
Uh, Puna minus 305, Stole Foods plus 255. I saw both these guys catch a dub uh, last mm. year in uh, in Long Island. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, But the thing is about middleweight, guys, the Premier Division, even though these two suck at MMA, this is going to be a good fight just because it's middleweight and they both suck. So you know it's going to be good. Give us your thoughts on it. Some be great. Um, I had Dustin Big against Dwight Grant that day. I remember that. That was that was awesome. Um, and Puna, Puna, I've, 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 you know, supported Puna m- numerous times. But you know, here this is just too heavy for him because I mean he could do something dumb, you know, easily. This guy's is not a full, you know, he's not all the way up there. He's not a full light post, right? The the light is not, you know, when you're driving on the highway and you see that those light posts that are like kind of like you know flick not flickering but it's just a little dimmer you drive and and yeah and that, that i mean when you're on the highway you when whenever you're on the highway you don't see it yeah i mean in new york I'm just I don't saying, need I to just, drive, I just, when i go out yeah. yeah anyway so uh you you see those light poles so anyway um you do you get yeah, the analogy well. martian i do yeah I do, yeah, I do. yeah you're being you're being a fucking moron um <laughs> Like, I just you didn't, I just didn't know park? you drove. You want to talk about the Central Park uh, or, or the park? Do you go to the park? You probably don't even have parks in shitty ass Philly. Um, <laughs> never seen Central Park in your life. You got no culture. Um, <laughs> name one park in name one park love, in Philly. Love Park. <laughs> love, love Park. Yeah, love. yeah. Probably there's probably one in every city. Yeah, you pick the like Springfield. You, you moron. So I don't even know where I was on there with this fight. Which fight are we on? We're on the Joaquin Silva fight. No, 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 no. Solstice, Solstice. So, yeah, I mean, I I think there's going to be a finish here because Dustin is just a little bit decrepit. He's slow. You know, Dwight Grant, I mean, I I had Dustin big there, and Dwight Grant had me nervous a few times. I thought he's going to get nailed like uppercut or something stupid. So, uh, So I'll take a finish here, but that's about it. Yeah, you're probably on the right track. I have, I have no real thoughts on it, I guess. Um, but, uh, Sean Strickland on uh, Joe Rogan was told a story. He's like, "Yeah, we had this guy come spar. This guy's name was Justin something. I don't know." And then after we sparred, he told me he was in the UFC. Oh, and he was, he yeah. was like, "I was shocked." He was like, "I've never seen a fighter this bad." I was like, "How did this guy make it to the UFC?" I mean, it's true. I mean, Dustin looks like he's trying to play patty cake. He's trying to initiate a patty cake session when he's out there sometimes. So, but it was just a totally like unprovoked <laughs> like just onslaught on Dustin's stole foods, and I, I remember it just absolutely cracking mm-hmm. up listen to that yeah um but yeah unfortunately for my 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 german pennsylvania brethren here uh, i do think stolfoots is probably just gonna take a nap and if stolfoots is winning i it has to be reliant on soriano like gassing out and then stolfoots you know taking them down in the second or third round because uh puna in round one is going to be way quicker like lightning quicker he's going to be the way better boxer his takedown defense is going to be good enough early on and uh, the only way I can see Puna losing it is, you know, gassing out and getting taken down later on here. But uh, I don't even think that's too likely because Stolfoots doesn't really do anything to gas you out, you know. Uh, so, I mean, Stolfoots got out cardioed by Hadolfo Vieira and Gerald Mearshart. So, let's not forget that one. Uh, and then we're moving on to the prelims here. Misha Tate taking on Julia Avila. Odds for this one, Avila minus 135, Tate plus 115. Um, you know, both women have a lot of red flags. Avila hasn't fought in three years. Uh, actually, excuse me, only two and a half years. Coming off of having a baby, Misha Tate is, you know, extremely old and, and worn and just got her face absolutely boxed 
off by Lauren Murphy. In you also fight. saw that in person. You also saw uh, that. That was a great one. That was a great Amazing. one. There was, some, there was some guy in front of me who, I mean, Lauren literally played ping pong with her head for 15 minutes. And like this guy in front of me, like as the decision was being read, it was going like, Misha, like, come on, Misha. <laughs> and then like when, when he, when they read the decision, he was booing. I'm like, dude, yeah, that was the most blatantly <laughs> obvious 30, 27 ever. I had, I had, Murphy so big in that spot, and by the dude plus one seven. You remember that guy who 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 invited that Yoda guy? Who oh right, him? right. That who guy. Yeah, him? he had thirty Yo, units. He said like fifty unit bomb. Like that was his first bet in the Discord or something like that. I don't remember what it was, and I was like, get this guy the fuck out of here. Um, but man, they had like decision. Uh, uh Murphy two fifty or something like that. It was crazy. That but um, I'm going, we need I'm more going Avila like here. That. Avila yeah. seems like she has less red flags. I mean, she's 30. Mm-hmm. She's 35. She's not young coming no. off of having a baby. But I just think that she's uh, she's going to do more in there. She's going to throw more strikes. She's going to try to mix in her takedowns. And I think she's got a little more pop behind her punches, definitely. And I just don't think Misha is comfortable taking punches anymore. I agree. Like you just I, saw ooh. early on, early on in that Murphy fight where like she was getting hit and you just could see mm-hmm. that she doesn't have it in her anymore to, nope. to battle back after getting hit. So I'm going Avila. And 100%. as far as women's MMA juice goes, I don't think this is that bad, honestly. So I might get 100%. I agree. I agree. So, you know, I, I'm talking to, you know, I'm seeing some people that they're like, hey, we're shipping Misha 145, 140. And I'm like, mm, makes sense. Makes sense. You know, they're telling me these things about Julia. And I mean, I'm familiar with Julia. She had a, I'm, I feel like she was pretty active. I'm not looking at her record right now, but I feel like her fights kind of happened like pretty quickly. And she, you know, she's quite active. Um, But she fought a few, a few, like not great girls, but there is, you know, a lot of action there. Like she, she showed that she's well-rounded. You know, she's not like a total noob in any f- facet of the game. And like you said, Misha, or, uh, yeah, Misha does not really like any hit. It looks like when she, sh- like a girl throws a jab at her, like she doesn't even know how to parry anymore. Like she's kind of like flinching and she's just losing a beat. She's losing maybe two beats, honestly. And um, that was like the amount of deviations off that she was in that fight against against Murphy. Like she got beat. Like she barely knew MMA, dude, for 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 large parts of it. Some parts that she could get some grappling going, going the clinch, stuff like that. She looks okay, but the the when when they're throwing strikes in there, not okay. Um, so I think this is gonna be competitive. I I wouldn't, I don't want Misha anymore. I think even at the one forty number, I was like, ah, I get it, but I just, you know, she was just such a clear fade in her last fight that I just have to stay stay on the fade train again, even though she's at one thirty five here. And guys are telling me that all oh, this girl's pregnant. She was. You know, one, two, twenty. Girls get big when they have babies. News flash, bro. Okay, <laughs> news fucking flash. All right, the women gain weight when they have a baby. Okay, so it is what it is. And she gained uh, a we, lot, though. She did gain a lot. It. All right, yeah. So what? She gained a lot. Now she's back. I'll say who, who said what? what? What's that gonna do to her? It's not like Tate looks at the looked athletic at any point. I think Tate probably tried to lose those ten pounds and maintain that weight. Was probably worse for her than Julia having a fucking doing what a you know have the baby. So do you, I got do you remember um after Misha Tate was in like New York after that fight and she was like going to the oh, Yankees with the, game with, yeah, her, she had... with her face just absolutely <laughs> tattooed. Yeah, yeah, dude, come on, like she definitely suffered some big injuries in that fight to her brain, guys. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's let's not and her face. 
Yeah, let's yeah. go, Julia. Imagine I want to like shit that bigger, she, actually. You know, she went to like with like her, her her husband to the game, and like like everyone and like the whole Shout section out. is like turning around looking at her. Like, is this a moment okay? Shout out Johnny Nunez. No, and Johnny turns around and be like, actually, I rescued her. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that from a bar fight with a method. No, yeah, no, with from Brian Caraway for for the un, uninitiated. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, another, you see, you don't even get you don't you don't even get MMA. Humor. I forgot about that. I forgot no, about you that. Wouldn't lore, be a, you wouldn't even lore. be a good you wouldn't even be a good guest on that Adam Martin show where the UFC like you wouldn't even get the inside jokes. Uh, that's not a, that's not an insult to me. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so another premier division <laughs> fight next. Um, uh, Cody Brundage taking on Zach Reese. Uh, Reese making his UFC debut here, and he's the favorite over. Cody Brundage, prolific fighter, minus 230 for Reese Brundage, plus 195. Cody Brundage coming off a first-round knockout in his last fight, you know, looking, his career is on the upswing. So uh, your turn to start this one off. What are you thinking? Yeah, Zach Reese, I mean, I've seen a few of his fights and not a lot of the fights. He just, I just know MMA novice when I see him, okay? So the guy just doesn't look like he particularly knows how to fight that well. He looks slow. He loads up on his shots. Kind of just clear things that you see from a guy who, yeah, he's got some talent. He hits the fucking bag. Oh, he probably shows up to Muay Thai practice, all this shit. But mm, is he really like a three-round fighter? Like, I haven't seen the thoughts go through your mind when you got, you know, a wrestler shooting shooting in on you or, or has a takedown on you in the third round. What do you do? Like, how's your composure? All these kinds of things. Cody Brundage could fold. But the other thing that I don't like is that Zachary saw his fights. Like, he fought even hit the Fury fights. The Fury cage is, like, really small. So, you know, they're going to be in a big cage here. Uh, this is a home. Or, Martian, we haven't m- mentioned. This is in Texas. Okay? Mm. Remember, guys, these fights, we had a week off. So, it's okay to kind of, like, be thrown off. Maybe you think we're back in that fucking apex where, you know, Sal, the Amato runs amok. But... We're in Texas, okay? So I don't know who the fuck they're throwing out there. They 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 might throw out a Muay Thai guy. Who who the fuck knows? But the point is that I was getting there because Zach Reese is from Texas. Um, so maybe whatever. But the 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 cages that he fought in were really small. These are big bigger cages. I can see wrestling for uh, Cody Brundage uh, working here, being able to or being able to just move away from him and line him up with a big strike. Because Cody Brundage, he he will like throw those big overhand rights and you know shit like that, and you know move around a little bit, dance around. He's not good, but. I just think him here, you take him at a plus, you know, in the plus 200, you know, neighborhood, a little lean to the inside the distance because he could get a, a submission. And you hope that he performs early against a guy that, man, if I'm trained on Cody Brundage, I'm like, Cody, come on, dog. Like this win <laughs> bonus performance of the night. Like you can make a hundred grand. You can make a hundred grand plus, you know, tonight. Like, let's do it. Like, this is the guy that they fucking serve you. Go kill him. So that's that, those are my thoughts. This is gonna be Cody's eighth UFC fight, and that's a lot. Of, and the, the other guys had like six fights in total, like even with his, or like amateur maybe combined. He's maybe. never. He's, he's only seen five. the decision one time in the. Uh, no, no, two. Uh, I'm sorry, he lost amateur, right? Amateur. Uh, no, in versus Maxim. Oh, I'm talking about uh Brundage. Oh, oh excuse um, me, excuse me, yeah. But but I think Brundage, to be honest, is at the point where he's such an awful fighter that I don't think I could bet on him really in any circumstance, especially on the money line. Like I bet mm. Cody round one in that last fight and got a miracle victory in that one. Um, but money line, no, I just can't do it, man. This guy, he's just his 
decision making mid fight is so horrible that I don't even think plus two hundred is good enough. And the example I'm thinking of, but is it, the, the, the Dumas. I don't fight. know, so Martian. But but if you round, think about it, is is he goes into volatility? So we want. I mean, has he ever been plus two hundred? Yeah, other than four hundred. Oh, his time. last fight, his last fight. But I even think against Adolfo, he wasn't like we got some crazy prices on he Adolfo. Was, he was like plus two hundred. Um, oh, but I, it's just but, so in his last few fights, I mean, uh, Dumas, Vieira, Olachechuk, all those fights, he had early success. He he took down Olachechuk, he dropped Vieira, he took down Dumas, he immediately fucks it up right afterwards. Like, this guy is just incapable of continuing to win a fight. It seems like, I mean, even the the Dolce and the Treshawn Gore fight, those were like moments where he won the fight on a moment's notice, but he can't like win a fight for more than 60 seconds. I swear to you, he can't. So I understand that, uh, you know, you taking like a Cody ITD stab or something, but um, I don't know, man. I think Reese is going to find a way to finish him. I, I Reese is big. Uh, he looks like he can finish the fight on the feet or on the floor. And I just think Cody's going to find a way to quit out there. Like he always does. So, I'll uh, I'll pick Reese round one finish somehow. Um, lightweight division next. Uh, a good one here. Joe Selecki taking on Dracar close. The odds for this one have close minus 120 with Selecki plus 100. I know you just started the last one, but I know you want to talk about this one. So let's hear your thoughts on this. Well, I mean, not necessarily everyone talk about it that much, but I just I like uh, Joe Selecki here in this fight. I just feel that, you know, Dracar close coming off this ACL injury. Um, he's never really been the most nimble guy ever. Like he kind of just, it's not like he's like a good striker, clean striker. Like, oh man, he's going to pick you apart from outside. I mean, the guy spans calf kicks. He's got good cardio. He's shown good cardio. That's a weapon for him. Um, and he kind of just, you know, throws a lot of power shots and he's always going to be there, right? Like he kind of looks to neutralize, but I mean, you could, you could time these guys, this guy's punches. You see him coming from a mile away. He's had like four fights in like the last, or three fights in like the last like four years. Um, and Joe Saki, I think he's he's gonna keep continue to show improvement. You know, um, he's got gotten the grappling to work on a number uh, on in basically every against everyone that he's fought, dating back to his um, you know amateur like literally every fight he's had he's, he's had some kind of grappling. Um, and I just think he's gonna be able to get your car close to the ground, potentially threaten him with uh, a, a bunch of submissions here. You know, uh, that start with control because he is a control based guy. He it's not like he's going to be losing positions. Like, Jakar Close is not going to, like, just, oh, man, this guy, you know, what a good, great revert. Like, he's, it's going to be hard to get away from Joe Selecki once they uh, lock up. And um, hopefully there's not stand-ups because I feel that uh, Joe is going to probably be uh, advancing positions. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh, I just say that because the last Jakar Close fight, which I had Hoffa Garcia, and I thought that he could uh, he, he could have won that. I mean, it was a pretty close fight overall. Um, and Joe, yeah, he's shown he's sold down before. Um, but I just think that he's going to potentially submit the, the car close. So kind of like him by submission, but I got him uh, um, a few units or uh, around the uh, over a unit uh, at the plus money uh, money line. And I will take him to finish as well. Yeah, I didn't have like some strong thoughts on this one, but I do agree with a lot of Ozzy's points. And I, I, I tend to agree that uh, I'll go Selecki here. Um, I do think his his success. He needs takedowns in this fight. I think if it stays Definitely. standing, I just think that close. Um, he's going to be more active. He has a little bit more firepower, and Selecki's just not super comfortable striking. It's not like close is a great striker either. But if it stays standing, I think close has a pretty decent edge. Um, and cardio wise, I think close is pretty solid as well. Um, I think 
Uh, I don't think uh, Selecki has bad cardio, uh, but you know, I think striking and cardio uh, slightly favored Jakar here. So the Selecki's going to need takedowns. But the thing is, once he gets those takedowns, he's pretty good at keeping them. He gets the back take pretty often and didn't really see good things from Jakar's takedown defense uh, in Hoffa Garcia fight and his getups, especially when he got taken down in the center of the cage versus uh, Garcia. He was going full guard and then Hoffa passed the top half guard. He couldn't get up from top half guard. Luckily, the ref for him, the referee stood it up and he was able to, you know, get the fight standing that way. But uh, I don't know. I think if Selecki gets this one to the floor, uh, I think he's going to keep it. So I think he's going to make the most of it. And his his subline, though. I don't know, man. Plus 275. I We've seen Selecki kind of hold the back a long time. I mean, even that bum Carl Deaton in his last fight, it took him, you know, like he had the back take, I feel like, for like six or seven minutes before he finally submitted him. For So for only plus 275. He masterfully, masterfully yeah. submitted him. Only plus 275 for Selecki sub. Maybe it'll come out on like maybe 350, 400 on another book. But where it's at now, I would just stick with the money line. And I'll uh, I'll go Selecki by decision, 29-28 for me as a pick. Next fight comes to the featherweight division. Steve Garcia taking on Mel Costa. Really good fight here. I'm looking forward to this one. They have Mel Costa at minus 250, Garcia plus 210. This is just going to be a war, an all-action fight, because that's really what Steve Garcia's fights uh, typically are, and you can see that by the total in this fight. It's a 145 fight with a total of one and a half. So you just uh, you just know that this one's going to be high tempo. Uh, and on the feet, both southpaws, you know, I think they're both pretty big for the weight class as well. I think they're both going to be hitting each other with some really good shots. And I think Costa has a pretty good grappling advantage here. Garcia is not a, a bad grappler, but it just seems like Costa's game of getting to the back and, and getting those body triangles is something that Steve Garcia really struggles with. The Luis Pena fight is extremely evident. You know, he got backpacked for 13 minutes in that fight. So I think on the feet, it's going to be close. Uh, I would give a slight edge to Costa on the feet and uh, cardio advantage big time to Costa and a ground uh, advantage to Costa as well. So I'm going to be on Mel sub here. It's 475 on bet online right now. Just like I was saying in the last one, hopefully it opens up a little bit better. It typically does. Maybe we'll get 550, 600 uh, on a, a sub and then maybe some sub two, three for Mel as well, because I think he builds really well to the fight. And it's been, uh, I think Garcia, I could see him slowing down in the second or third year. We have, we haven't seen Garcia tested too much at 145 here. Remember he's, he dropped down to 45. He knocked out Hooper in 90 mm. seconds. He knocked out. Good Mahashate point that this is back down. So we've never seen him like in the second half of a fight at 145. So a good fun matchup there. What are you thinking? Well, you just ruined, you just ruined this, uh, anticipate, like you just fucked up this fight for me because now I didn't even know, uh, apart from the other guys we were talking about that I got to think about this guy making 145 because he's been a notorious mm-hmm. weight mister, notorious sure. weight mister, uh, uh, Garcia, but he's made, made it two times in a row. So, but still once a weight mister. Always a way messer. But interesting fight here. <laughs> um, I just think both guys are talented. I mean, all of uh, Steve Garcia fights are pretty action-packed. Um, but I only think Melkos is covering this price if he's getting takedowns. And I'm honestly not that sure if he's going to get these takedowns that easily on Steve Garcia. Um, you know, he Steve is pretty good in the clinch uh, himself, kind of throwing strikes, knees, elbows. Um, 
you know, he kind of, you know, digs under hooks, you know, all, all those things. So the, the Luis Pena fight is not a great look because he gave up the body triangle in the back, but that was like a short notice fight and it just didn't make sense. It was just weird. And Violent Barbaros, he's crazy. So just weird fights happen with him. So I'm not holding it too much against him, Martian. You feel me? So, I think he, uh, Luis Pena has actually been arrested more times than he's won a fight since then, to be exactly. honest. Not, so not, not even kidding. You really never know what the guy is. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to just put that, you know, I'm not going to hold that against um, uh, uh, Steven. So, uh, but, you know, Costa really couldn't finish the last guy. So I just don't see how you really come come to this number here. Um, Should be competitive, I think. So I'm leaning into uh, taking uh, something on Steve here at some point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and the price is ballooning at under like minus like 190, like in that 190 area, I thought 200. I was like, okay, you know, I, I could see why you wouldn't play Steve at like the shorter numbers on the other side. But at this point, it's going to keep going up. If I got a two in front of it, I'm going to end up taking something on Steve. Next fight, light heavyweight division, uh, forgettable one here. Ihor Proteria taking on Rodolfo Bellato. Odds for this one, Bellato, huge favor, minus 400, Proteria plus 300. Uh, any thoughts on this one? I feel like this is probably the least interesting fight on the card. Um, have you seen Ehor's new tattoo? No. What what is it? It's got is Jesus, just Jesus, like Jesus hanging. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, look, it's it, it's pretty. I mean, it's a, a work of art, but uh, you know, uh, I'll leave it at that. So, um, yeah, you know, this fight, I, I wouldn't. I mean, Bellato's debuting here. He's he had two cracks at the uh, contender, but I think he's pretty legit. You know, finisher. Uh, I think cool. as well. But you saw you checked it out, right? Yeah, I found it. That's that's, a that's honestly really well done. That's that quality looks it's, amazing. So it's a it's a work of art. Obviously, work of art. Um. So I think this fight will finish, but I just can't. It's not the kind of bets that I the or the um fights that I invest in. So. I would think that Bellato ends up, you know, using his, uh, you know, grappling and striking the mix. But I can see him just doing dumb stuff. Like, he, I don't think he's that great of a decision maker. So I would, if I was going to play the fight, I would lean in towards volatility. Yeah, I mean, it's a dog or pass. I mean, it's just a, a big boy fight. Uh, both of them are pretty, you know, unproven and inexperienced. So uh, not really too familiar with Bellato. I didn't really refresh my memory on him. Um, but yeah, so I guess Bellato will win by, uh, by finish, but I don't expect him to cover minus 400 at all. So um, yeah, maybe just go uh, Poteria, Poteria KO or something, right? I mean, what is that? Uh, that's only 450. So you might as well stick with Moneyline if you're taking it. But um, yeah, it should be a wild one for as long as it lasts. Moving on to the welterweight division. Next, we have Jared Gooden taking on Wellington Terman. Terman minus 190, Gooden plus 165. Um, I think Terman should win the fight. I think he's got more ways to win the fight, but Terman is just never a guy I would be laying minus 190 on. I mean, he's just not a proven fighter in terms of laying juice. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, Gooden should probably give him some trouble on the feet. You know, Gooden's not uh, a bad striker. He's got some power and he's, he's durable as well. Uh, while Terman, I would say, is not so durable, especially at 170. Uh, but it, Terman really should be the better wrestler and grappler. And if he is smart and goes to the takedowns often, he should make this one fairly easily. Um, but. I don't know, man. I just think that he's he's just not quite proven enough to 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 trust him. But Terman sub, oh, t- 
250, no good. It, it was at 550. It was it opened 550 at some books. That would have been good, but where it's at now, I mean, what's it? You said 250. Yeah, that's no good. No good. I mean, yeah. So no bets on this one. I I seriously have very little interest in this one. What about you? Um, yeah, I I got something that I like that I haven't played yet, but um, I'm gonna take the under on this fight. You know, I, I some people have uh, I've seen people on both sides of this here. Um, you know, but I like the under here just because Terman. I thought he actually looked pretty good against Randy Brown. Looked good at 170, made the weight, but again, another guy to look out for because he he is a bigger welterweight. I would definitely say. Um, but I thought he looked good against Randy. Used a lot, employed a lot of calf kicks. Kind of, you know, did did his best, right? He just Randy's a little, you know, you know, tough dude. You know, I I, I think at 170, he should be fighting here in a few weeks. I think, but um, but he he just slow. He's not. It's not easy. It's not a hard to hit him. He'll he'll throw down with you. He'll throw back at you. You know, he'll look to go on the counter. But I just think that potentially, if he takes Gunnan down, he's gonna be looking for a submission. You know, looking for that 50k bonus. Gunnan, not you know he. All his tape when he's on the ground, he looks bad. He doesn't look really good on the ground. So I, I would think that he'd be looking to progress position and submit him. I think just because Gooden was able to survive against Harris gives people the thought that, hey, maybe he'll be able to survive on the ground here. But I I'd actually think that he probably wouldn't. So uh, with that and the KO threat that Gooden brings, I'll take the under. What is the price? It's two and a half. Plus 130. 130. Yeah, I mean, it should be a high action fight. I mean, Gooden's fights typically are. Um... They both he's calf tough. kick. They both he's tough kick. to finish. Like, good. That's what's frustrating about him. I feel like a lot of his fights have, like, the finish has been right Chin there. Got a crack. But... Chin got a crack at some point. He took Eventually. a lot of damage against Carlson. Yeah. And uh, last fight on the card, first fight on the card, Jamie Lynn Horth, Veronica Hardy. Odds for this one, minus 200 for Horth, Hardy, plus 170. Weird odds, odd movement on this one. I mean, uh, I think... Yeah, Horth opened up, you know, a little bit wider of a favorite. Then all the action came in on Hardy before fight week and early fight week. And it got to pick him at one point. My, I think some people got like minus 105 on Horth. And then the the tipsters, the toutsters, probably Luca Fury dropped like a massive wager on Horth. And now she's minus 200. Um, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, so I got Horth in this fight. I got her at a, a few different prices. You know, I liked her when she was at minus 130. That's when I first went in. Um, and I got her at the pick'em price as well. Um, so over two unit play uh for me. Um got you know, um I, I just think that you know at, at minus one twenty-five, solid. Um, you know, Macedo kind of circles around, she kind of like looks a mix in some of these strikes here, here or there, doesn't really have that much power, I don't think. Her grappling, she's opportunistic. She she does initiate some some you know moves at, at you know some points, but I think her wrestling is not very good. Um, you know, and and against uh, what's her name, Juliana Miller. She spent she gained a lot in positions where Juliana Miller's just throwing her ass at you, d- doing stupid shit. You know, um, fucking pulling guard, doing all this dumb stuff like not digging for underhooks. Fourth, much more fundamental, traditional. Um, I think his will look good at 125. I liked her in her uh, pre UFC fights. Uh, um, at 125, I had her against uh, Haley uh, Cohen as well. And uh, so yeah, I just think she's gonna win the fight. So I think she should be able to win it at, at many different areas and pr- prove uh, you know have the advantage in areas that Macedo hasn't really fought in. You know, with a girl like this size and of the skill with the you know in the clinch and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I expect Horth to win. Um, obviously, regretting not uh, taking some of that minus 130, but um, I'm not going to dwell over it too much. I mean, she only has one fight in the UFC. Um, not, you know, a huge fan of, of the, the juice on women, but I think it'll it'll be good on this card. Do we have two women's fights or three? Just two. Um, so Avila and Horth, I do expect them to get the job done. Uh, I mean, Hardy looked good in her last fight, but versus seriously one of the worst fighters uh, in recent women's memory in, in Miller. Just a damn miracle that that woman ran the Ultimate Fighter. The UFC ran an entire TV show about finding a good women fighter, and uh, Miller won that. So just incredible stuff. So I just think Horth will be a little bit um, bigger and meaner in there, uh, do more damage, and win the fight. Uh, but where it's at now, I, I do recommend passing. I would not go past 150 on Horth. So uh, should start the card off with some uninteresting fights. But Mel Costa should get the juices flowing in the fourth fight on the card. But overall, top to bottom, pretty solid fight card. It took a, a hit losing Hooker. That's a bummer. But um, that'll do it for us. And we're going to get into the FMKs. I already have my three ready for you. So I'm going to give it to you first. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Three enticing lines for you. You're going to have some tough decisions to make. First things first. Bobby Green versus Jalen Turner fight to go the distance plus 120. Second bet. Sean Brady money line minus 120. Third bet. Joe Selecki money line even money plus 100. Even money? Even money. Selecki. All right. All right. Um, is it, is that not what he's? Oh, oh, he's one fifteen now. One fifteen. Okay, one fifteen. All right, yeah. So, yeah, three lines, three, three, three pr- things that I. The first one was yeah, three, three uh, lines that I like. If I had to pick, which I do, um, I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck. Uh, damn, these are tough. This is a tough one. Mm. I'm gonna fuck the. Goes the distance in because this is all all rounded. Well, goes the distance in the Bobby Green Jalen Turner fight. I want a nice sweaty some nice sweaty action on the main card. That's gonna be a fun one, uh, you know. And and should be a great striking fight. But I think it is gonna go over more more likely than not. We're getting good plus money on that. Second, I'm gonna marry Sean Brady. I'm going with Sean Brady uh, minus one twenty. Even though I like Joe Selecki as well, I could just see the fight and more with a UFC veteran. Maybe Joe is not able to uh, get his grappling going as much, but Sean Brady, I'm pretty confident that he is going to beat Kelvin Gastelum. I'm laying down my my flag. So then I have to kill Joe Selecki, unfortunately. Wow. Tough decisions, I feel. Mm, Yeah. Um, So I'm going to come come back at you. Yeah, so let's go, Martian. So I'm going to give you... Um, Bobby Green plus 170, Clay Guida plus 250, and uh, let's go with Benny Dariush in the main event. Let's put it, bring him back plus 275. FMK, wow. those three underdogs. Wow, that those are good ones. Um, I'm leaning all these guys, um, but I don't love all of them. But I guess, let's see, I you guess gotta, I you got don't, you don't always got to marry. Some some someone you love, yeah. That's 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 actually a really really good point. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fuck the man I have an official bet on, which would be the caveman Clay Guida. Um, you know, just 16 years of of UFC fights in a row. This guy just knows how to stay consistent. So that's what you want when you're looking for uh, a nice fuck. And then um, 
Mary got to go. Bobby Green um, just seems like a, a through and through monogamous guy. Um, I like his chances at winning the fight. And unfortunately, I have to kill ben- Benny Daryush. I love me some Benny Daryush, but I do inevitably get the feeling that he's going to lose the fight. So I got to go ahead and kill that one. Although the line 275 is just getting better and better. So um, that'll do it. That'll do it. You you said you want to mention something else about, uh, about um, Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, I just think over. Um, there's a who's number one card I think is pretty interesting. I would pick, you know, a few, few lines here do stand out a little bit. I would pick Owen Jones, Diogo Hayes, um, and I would probably go with Bodoni and Rafael Lovato. So, you know, just kind of on the – just some a few plays on that. I think those would be all pretty interesting grappling matches that will go down. Bet Online has them. Maybe a few other books will maybe for, will get Forecaster. Forecaster, promo code. Ozzy or, or invite code Ozzy if you want to sign up, get on the best betting exchange, the only real one where real real uh, betters play. And maybe nice. Risa Fever plus two forty against this little midget, literally a midget he's going against, but it's so tough to hold these guys down that know jujitsu when they're that, fucking midgets. That bitch Helena Helena's in a match. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. she's. I don't. I, yeah, I got no opinion on her. Minus fifteen hundred. Um, well, that, that's uh, that's enough about this week. We got another UFC card next week. Uh, the uh, Yadong versus Gutierrez card going down next week. A pretty tragic event there, but um, good to be back. We are closing out the twelfth and final month of the year. Um, you know, it's been a good year for us uh, on the podcast betting result wise. So looking to close it out with one more good month. So uh, hope everyone enjoys the fights this weekend, wins some bets, and we'll see you all before the next UFC card next week. Peace out, everyone.